Hello everyone, and welcome to the second episode of High Schooler Interviews. Uh, I'm very thankful to have interviewed Brad Stank today. He's a very thoughtful, very talented musician, uh, and we talk about a lot of things, including how he writes songs and uh, his ideas on spiritualism, and uh, it was really fun to be able to talk to him. Uh, one, one note, though, is that by accident, I didn't record my video on Zoom. So uh, you'll just be seeing a lot of Brad. Um, and uh, without further ado, Brad Stank. Hello, thanks for having me. Um, you know, I, I wanted to say that last night I listened to the, the Kinky Om album from start to finish. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it was really relaxing, you know? It, uh, <laughs> it, it was, it was a great experience. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. Um, yeah, it's pretty chill, that album, to be fair. I guess what a, a lot of stuff that I do is quite relaxing and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the aim, I guess, yeah. Chill people out a little bit, you know? Yeah, I mean, is, like, what is your... What are you going for when you when you make music? Um, <clears throat> I would say definitely um, <clears throat> something that sounds quite romantic, I guess, or like you know, kind of that sort of sexy vibe to it as well. Um, yeah, just like just making stuff that's chill, you know, that I would like, that is sort of maybe a little bit groovy. I don't know, you know, it, yeah, it's hard to describe, I guess, but yeah, like if you're relaxed listening to it, that's a good sign, I think, you know, definitely yeah. going for that as well. Um, you know, sort of like candlelit bubble bath sort of vibe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do, do you think it's, it's uh like do you think it's important to to like have to like be calm sometimes you know because it seems like your music is is pretty pretty it induces you know kind of a calm state yeah <clears throat> i i yeah i wholeheartedly think that everyone should be calm at all times <laughs> um yeah, no, I mean, it's, I guess, you know, there's a lot of different things you can um, say and express with music. So I guess that's just the sort of vibe that I chose to, like, want to put out into the world, if you know what I mean. Because, um, yeah, it can be easy to be, I mean, some of, some of that, some of the songs on the Kinky On thing are a bit, like, sad as well, maybe. Um but yeah, I, yeah, that's something. That's definitely what I'd rather put out into the, you know, into the world, uh, than say like a metal album or you know like a big like punk rock album or something like that. You know, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's good to <clears throat> push that sort of idea of just chilling out and um, yeah, maybe having like a more relaxed view uh, yeah. from time to time, definitely, yeah. 
I've heard you describe it as uh, sextistentialism. Can you yeah. explain that term? Yeah, I mean, there's not much to explain, really. It's something my friend said years ago, um, and I just thought it was funny. So, uh, yeah, it's that, like, sort of existential, you know, philosophy of asking, like, big, deep questions and stuff. Um, mixed with, like, trying to make that whole thing, like, kind of sexy, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, try to... Try to write about stuff that's maybe uh, like universal sort of problem, like things that people go through, you know, stuff that everyone goes through sort of thing. Uh, as opposed to, that's the idea anyway, as opposed to sort of being too sort of personal or like specific about certain things. So I guess that's where the like existential part of it comes from. Um, <clears throat> trying to be sort of relatable um yeah so it's just going for that but yeah trying to keep it sexy as well i guess having fun with it and stuff yeah um so i want to ask um how did music start for you um like as a kid you're you keep disconnecting by the way Sorry, it seems fine now. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Apparently, I... apparently my connection is unstable. Okay. Uh, should we should be fine, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I asked, um, <coughs> how did music start for you as a kid? A kid. Um, um, there was always like guitars in the house. Um, my dad had guitars and stuff. So he, we, like I would sort of pick them up, but he was right-handed, I was left-handed, so I couldn't actually play them. Um, and then, yeah, I remember me and when I was like 10, maybe, maybe nine or 10, I remember watching School of Rock and that made me want to play the drums. So then I started taking drum lessons. Um, and yeah, and then, my brother was taking guitar lessons, but he dropped out and I sort of like took over his guitar lessons at the time. Um, so yeah, I just started having like lessons off these guys um, in my hometown. And then like, you know, started a band when I was like, uh, I don't know, like 14 or something, 15. Um, and yeah, I just kind of decided that it's what I wanted to do. Uh, and just sort of stuck with that, I guess. You know. Um, yeah. So yeah. Started kind of young, maybe. I mean, not super young, but yeah, like early teens. Yeah. Um, where I like started writing music and stuff. Um, Is that was that like a, um, an uncommon thing where you grew up, like decide to become? A um, uh, I guess. Yeah. There's no like. Um, I mean, I had friends that were super into music and that played as well. Um, and that there was like local bands and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, like there's still a couple of guys that I know from back home as well that uh, still like play and write and everything, you know, and play shows and stuff. 
Um, but yeah, it's not the kind of town where like it's not a super like in, like uh, inspiring place, you know. Um, so yeah, I guess it's a bit odd. Um, uh, but yeah, it was never. I never felt like a super freak or anything, you know. Um, but I think probably when I decided that I was gonna go to. Uh, like university and stuff to do music. Um, that was probably like a maybe a bit of a strange thing to do, yeah, for like someone from from that town. Um, but yeah, just a small little place, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I was quite I was quite happy to get out. To be fair. Mm. Yeah. What do you think it was about Salt Lake songwriting and making music that made you think that you wanted to do this? You know. Um, I don't know, I guess like, I guess I remember like showing some people like a song that I, would, I had written, like some friends at the time and stuff and get, I, I must have got like a good response, I can't really remember anymore, but I guess that would have probably like encouraged me, you know. Um, and I just, I just loved, I loved music so much, like it's all I wanted to like talk about and, you know, like consume and stuff, you know. Um, and obviously YouTube, like, you just spent hours, like, watching, um, like, live video, like, live, you know, like, videos and, uh, like, interviews of, like, people that I liked and stuff. And I don't know, I was just obsessed with it. So I think, yeah, even if no one liked it, I probably, I probably would have done it anyway, you know. Um, but, yeah. I think, yeah, I used to play a few shows in, in my hometown with, with my band at the time. And, you know, we used to like go around selling tickets at school and stuff. And like, um, it was just really fun, like way to like, you know, it was a fun thing to like look forward to on the weekends and stuff, like having a, like a show to play and all that kind of thing. So, yeah. So it was, it was sort of like the only thing that I ever really wanted to do. So, yeah. yeah. I've heard you, um, <laughs> I want to know about who your like musical influences was were mm. and I've heard you talk about um Joni Mitchell and Jonathan Richmond I don't know if yeah yeah I mean they're two huge ones uh I would say they're probably a bit probably a little bit later mm. on in life uh that I got into like Joni and yeah Jonathan Richmond as well um and yeah i guess like musically they've not been the biggest like they, they, i don't i don't i've not really taken much from their sound but uh yeah just like yeah obviously Joni's like a genius and the way jonathan richmond sort of like presents himself is just super like carefree and like naive and yeah he's just a sick guy yeah um but yeah like growing up it was definitely like all like nirvana and pixies and like all that sort of grunge stuff you know and then like the cure as well um my mum was into a lot of like the 80s sort of like indie bands and stuff uh like radiohead and a lot of that kind of stuff um and then obviously as i got older as well found like mac demarco and Colin moccasin and like more modern guys i guess 
Uh, there's a band Bombay Bicycle Club that I loved when I was like 16, 17. I don't know if you know. I don't know how well they did in America, but they were like really big in England for a few years. Um, so yeah, loads. I, I've tried to obviously through my like my teenage years and stuff. I just spent time listening to like as much music as I possibly could. Um, I'm trying to like get into you know weird like well not weird but you know just just anything I guess. Um, so yeah, like a lot of Brazilian music as well. <clears throat> a lot of um, sort of like a lot of like Ethiopian stuff and like you know the sort of like Afro stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, you, I think you've got to like try and take bits from everywhere, I guess. Yeah, was it just curiosity that led you to? I think so. Yeah, and uh, like, but like you know, you want to find bangers. You know? It's kind of like I guess it's sort of part of it probably comes from like wanting to find tunes to like show your friends or something. Yeah. To like impress your friends and be like, check out this sick song that I found in in like the depths of YouTube somewhere or something. Um so yeah, we used to do a lot of that, like share like me and my friends would share music all the time and stuff. Um and yeah, like uh, like Chet Baker as well, and like a lot of those like sort of vocal jazz people. Who um, I've recently just got back into like being obsessed with Chet Baker, so mm. um, yeah, that's a good time. He's a bit depressing, but um, his music's really beautiful. So yeah, yeah I agree. Um, so then you decided to study music in college. Um, what was that like? Um, it was fine. It was definitely the best part about it for me was definitely just being able to move away from home and meet like more like-minded people, you know, uh, <clears throat> people who obviously sort of cared about music as much as I did at the time. Um, so yeah, it was great. And obviously sort of learning to live alone and stuff away from parents and all that kind of thing. Um, yeah, for, for all that kind of thing, it was really good. But the, the, the actual, like, course, you know, like the, I don't know what you would call it in America. Maybe you say course as well, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, like the classes and stuff, and, like, the way it was graded and all that kind of thing was, like, I kind of, like, lost interest in it quite quickly. Um, so, yeah, I just used to... I used to skip class quite a lot and, like, you know, just stay at home and literally just on YouTube, like, watching watching stuff on there and like listening to music and stuff, you know. Um, so yeah, it was a bit weird. I got like the lowest grade you can possibly get um, without failing. So yeah, that kind of shows how much I put into the actual like academic side of it, I guess. But um, yeah, I met like all my friends now are people that I've met, obviously. Like my best friends now are people that I met when I moved to Liverpool and stuff. So um, yeah. Definitely, it was a good thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, what kind of academic things were they, you know, trying to to do? And like, was it? It, it was still like based around music, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was definitely. It wasn't like. <clears throat> I mean, in terms of what you can study at college, like it's one of the least academic 
subjects, like for sure. <laughs> um, but there was just stuff where like they would sort of make us, they tried to teach us how to like, um, like be your own manager and stuff like that. You know? mm. um, which I don't know, I guess I kind of like disagreed with a little bit because I felt like as artists, you know, you should be able to just focus on the art and like, I mean, in in, the, in this day and age, like you, a lot of people are sort of doing it on their own as well. But I think like most people just have a manager, you know, like, um, so I don't know, it just felt like we were sort of learning like loads of unnecessary stuff sort of thing, you know. Um, some of it was fine. Like I, I had, um, they, they had like one-on-one -on -one guitar lessons that, and I remember the first lesson I had um, with this guy, he told me that my technique was terrible and that would have to like relearn how to play the guitar and stuff. Mm. And I was like, oh man, fuck you. And I was like, never went back to the class and stuff, you know. Um, yeah, I guess I just didn't want to, when you, when you try and like critique music too much, because <clears throat> there was a lot of that as well, you know, where you like, yeah in the songwriting class where you'd have to critique each other's songs and stuff. It was just a bit like, I don't know, it was just, it, it kind of, it sucked the, it sucked the joy out of actually just making music like in a band or something, you know, like, it's not really what it's supposed to like be about, I guess. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of regret like studying music in a way. Um, but at the, at the time, it was all that I wanted to do. So uh, yeah, but yeah, if if yeah, if you if you like love music, I would maybe say, unless you want to be like some mad jazz player or something, then obviously study music. But if you're more in it for like the fun and like enjoying it, uh, maybe study something else. It could make it quite like, you know, it sort of changes the way that you look at music and stuff when you're being told to like critique everything that you hear and all this kind of stuff and, yeah uh, yeah so it's a weird one it's weird what do you think you would have studied if not music i don't know if i could do it now i would just do like philosophy or uh maybe like religious sort of studies or something mm. um, maybe even like history i don't know you know like something sort of heavy and like old you know that you could like sort of sink your teeth into a little bit and like you would find out loads of like you would learn loads of interesting stuff uh so yeah but like i said at the time like the, the only thing in my mind was like i'm gonna do music at university and stuff so yeah i wouldn't really change it but i think if i could live the exact same life and like just change what i studied it i probably would like change it yeah. yeah did you want to were you focused on like becoming more successful as a as a music maker after college no not not really at all <clears throat> um i was playing drums in a band uh kind of throughout when i was studying um called Trudy and the Romance and we were like we were touring quite a lot you know and we like um spent like 
few weeks in a studio doing an album and everything and I was I was just the drummer and like I did some like backing vocals and stuff as well mm. um, so I was like that was my sort of priority for around, like four years or something maybe um, and then yeah I just I was always making music on my own obviously as well uh, just like in my bedroom and uploading it to SoundCloud and stuff um, but I never I was never really making it for that reason you know to like push it and like um uh yeah it, that it, that wasn't really in my head about it really I mean I guess like deep down you want to you want it to be successful but um yeah I was kind of focused on drumming in this other band at the time um, and then it started getting like a like my music started like start getting some attention and stuff. Uh, but it, yeah, it was super organic though. It wasn't like, uh, you know, I wasn't really pushing it at all. I was just uploading it to SoundCloud and stuff like that. So yeah, you yeah, were kind of wild. Just like making it because that that's what you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. This is what I did. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and I was like, I don't know, like. That the song Pondweed was just like sort of came out of a joke and stuff, you know. Um, where like, yeah, I was like, because that's what we used to call like crap weed or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was sort of like a joke song, but I, I was just like sat in there. I, I used to live with like five friends and we just like sat playing guitar and stuff. And I sort of came up with that thing, and then like later on, I just recorded it and like decided to make it like a full song or whatever. Uh, and then yeah, now it's like on Spotify and like people sing along to it at shows and stuff. So yeah, it's kind of crazy, but yeah, um, yeah, it was just it was just made just for fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. I uh, actually did want to ask you about Pondweed because uh like it's kind of like like a, a stoner anthem but i've heard uh -huh. you say that that it's kind of criticizing like people just smoke the pond weed all the time i mean yeah they're lazy and they don't care about anybody else you know they just want to get high all the time uh yeah i guess it kind of is like a bit of a yeah, I mean, it's sort of about myself, though, so it's, like, it's more, like, a song about how I would be when I was smoking a lot of weed back in the day and stuff, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if it's, like, against weed, but it's more, like, uh, I was sort of saying to myself, like, maybe I should stop smoking weed all the time, you know, and, like, being annoying and stuff. Um. So yeah, but that is funny though. Yeah, that people sort of like people, you know, people love like getting stoned and listening to that tune. But yeah, yeah it's sort of like yeah, it's sort of like a love song saying I'm sorry that I smoke too much weed all the time, sort of thing. But yeah, 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 it's definitely. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's in praise of weed. So yeah, but yeah, the the stoners love that song. Yeah, it's good. It's a good song. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Flirting in Space and, and OTD, you wrote those for your songwriting class, right? 
Yeah, this is like this is like Nardwar interview. I guess. How did you know that? <laughs> I, I mean, I've been listening to interviews with. Uh, uh, you listened to some other, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Flirted in space. Uh, Flirted in space was for like my last year songwriting thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, I wasn't like writing it to like get a good grade or something. It was sort of mm. like maybe about a week before the the like. Um, we had to sort of hand over the songs for the to the lecturers or professors or whatever. I would sort of just sit down and like make a few songs and stuff. Um, and yeah, flirting in space was one of them. Um, so yeah, that's kind of weird as well. But I kind of, I did like I did like the song. I remember liking the song, um, and that's that's why I put it like up on SoundCloud and stuff because there was a few songs that I would write for the songwriting class that I would never like show to anybody else you know, it's like it's too embarrassing or something yeah. and then yeah OCD was written um, for just I made it for my girlfriend at the time because she was away during the summer um, for like two months or something and I was I don't know I thought it'd be like a cute romantic sort of thing to do, like make a little song for somebody. Um, and I was just having fun as well, you know, like sat in my bedroom. I was, I was back home as well, actually, then, so. Um, yeah, I was just sort of middle of summer, just messing around, really. Um, and I think I was really into like Conan Moccasin at the time. And I was sort of trying to do his sort of like plinky guitar sound sort of thing, you know. Uh, so yeah just yeah a lot of it just comes from sort of having fun with it and stuff so um that's nice i think maybe people can <clears throat> maybe people can hear that in the songs as well which is why they like people like them so much i think because i think you can probably hear that they're just being made quite like honestly and uh just out of yeah wanting to just have fun with music rather than you know trying to write like super serious you know big like a hit song or something yeah um, so yeah and the so it's pretty much the same the way that those songs are on spotify now is like what you had <clears throat> back then yeah yeah um <clears throat> otd definitely yeah floating in space yeah i think they were all I think when I finally put them out on Eternal Slowdown, we had them like mastered and stuff. Um, but yeah, they're all just like what I made on the on my on my computer. Yeah, so very like, I mean, I listen to them now and think they sound terrible to be honest. But um, yeah, I mean uh, that's probably a good thing. It shows that I'm like wanting to be better or something. You know. But yeah, they sound like really, really bad to me now. Um, but I'm glad people are still listening to it, obviously. So yeah, that's that's interesting because like they, you know, they don't sound bad to to everyone else. Yeah, well, I hope not. I, yeah. I guess yeah, people still listen to it, so I guess it, they don't sound that bad. But I don't know, just some like uh, you know, there's just some parts in there where I'm like, I can't believe I kept that in, or like. 
because because I was doing it for fun like I wouldn't record you know like if you go to the studio to make an album like you can do like tape like you know you can do like a hundred takes of the same guitar part or something or like mm. uh, vocal line or something and because I was doing it for fun I would do like maybe like two takes like maximum you know like I was like I'm not I don't actually care about this so like it's just gonna be for fun sort of thing so um so yeah, it, I wish I'd sort of put more time into making sure that I was like happy with, you know, like the vocals and stuff like that, I think. Because uh, yeah, I wasn't really thinking, I, I didn't know that it would have like so many plays on Spotify and stuff, obviously. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of weird. But yeah, it makes me cringe when I go back to listen to it and like you know, hear this like little vocal bit that I'm like, oh, it just sounds so bad. Uh, yeah. So now yeah. you you put more like like effort into making sure each part is perfect. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, I wouldn't say perfect, but yeah, you know, I definitely do put a little bit more time and effort into like doing vocal takes and stuff. Um, just because, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to go back, <clears throat> you know, and like listen to something in five years and be like. Oh, I wish I'd just done that one more time or something, which is what, like, it's just an annoying feeling because you know you could have maybe done better sort of thing. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> I mean, at the, at the end of the day, if people like it, then, you know, that is, doesn't really matter, I guess. But yeah, it's just like sort of something that sort of like, like niggles you a little bit, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, like, I really wish that I'd just changed that at the moment. But yeah, it's fine. fine. Yeah. Um, what's your like day to day life like with uh, I mean, just in general. Um, pretty boring to be honest. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got like a bit of a cold. Um, yeah, no worries. Um, uh, what is my day to day life like? Normally, I get up, have coffee talk to my grandma on the phone nearly every day. Uh, and then I'll like maybe read, maybe play some chess. Um, I sort of just chill at home, yeah, I'd like play guitar, you know, maybe emails and stuff. Um, <clears throat> sorting shows or like rehearsals and stuff. Um, and yeah, that's kind of it. Mainly just play, like if I'm at home, I'll just be playing guitar or playing chess online. Um, or maybe like reading a little bit and stuff. Um, but I go like, I see my friends quite a lot as well. We'll go like, we'll go out or you know, I'll go around, to, like we'll chill at each other's houses and stuff. And, um, yeah, so I try and see a lot of my friends because I live on my own. So I try and like, like get out of the house as much as I can. Um, so yeah, just chilling, man, really. And then yeah, try to try to uh, you know sort plan for the future. You know, like try and sort shows out and stuff for the, for the future. Um, but yeah, we're just chilling, really. Yeah. Well, like you. 
um it i mean it seems like there's you're there's more than than just chilling because like like you could you could just uh be like like sitting around like not really doing much but it, like i don't know like it seems like playing the guitar is it's uh it's kind of at least at least to me i, I don't play the guitar it seems like i kind of it, it it you need to be focused and stuff and what do you think that that like adds to your life rather than rather than just like doing nothing all day yeah i mean playing guitar definitely is like you know you're being creative maybe or like at least learning something new you know i try to like <clears throat> i'll try and like learn new songs as much as possible uh, i was learning uh you know adrian lenka no uh she's like the singer in big thief but she's like an amazing guitar player so i've been trying to learn like a few of her songs um yeah so you definitely feel like you're not just like doing nothing you know it's not like playing the guitar isn't the same as like playing playstation for like six hours you know? yeah um but yeah like when i play guitar i'm usually like i'll pick it up and put it down like every like 10 minutes or something you know it's like I get quite distracted as well. Um, but yeah, try. I have, it, I have it next to me like all the time. So I just like, when I feel like it, I just pick it up and yeah, either try and write something uh, or yeah, just like try and learn songs that, uh, you know, so if I've been like obsessed with a song in the past like few days, I'll try and like learn it on guitar or something. Um, so yeah, it's kind of productive, but you also feel like you're just chilling as well. Mm. yeah it's good yeah like that's kind of the that's i feel like most people who like their jobs describe it that way that it's it's like productive but also you're not you're not like you're doing something that you like you know? yeah exactly yeah uh, <clears throat> i think for me as soon as i try to like force music or, you know, like, force a song, it, it immediately becomes, like, not fun. And, like, you can, like, I don't think I've ever really written a song that I liked that I really, like, forced out, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's definitely important to just enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and, like, yeah, not put, like, pressure on yourself to, like, feel like you should be being productive with it or something, you know. Um, yeah. Does it just... The songs just like come out. Uh, I guess so. There's a lot of you have to be sort of patient, I guess. Um, so yeah, sometimes you like sit and play guitar for ages and nothing comes, you know, and, like or something comes straight away or like there's no for me anyway. There's no like real uh, like logic to it, I guess. Um, where I know like some people will sit down and like just write music all day sort of thing and, like um yeah but I can't really I, I can't do that for some reason I don't know why uh, but yeah when it comes it tends to just come out yeah or you get like a little idea and you sort of you play with it and then you build on it and stuff you know uh, 
<clears throat> or like I, a lot of my songs were like I, I I've stolen so many drum beats like it's crazy like you, know, like you hear a drum beat in a song that you really like and like like okay I'm gonna use that and like change it a little bit um, but then you can like then I'll just build a song around that or something or uh, maybe like a little chord change or maybe even just like a song title like you get like an idea and, uh, yeah so it can come from anywhere I guess. It's important to always be sort of open and ready to like let it happen when it when it does so yeah, yeah. how much um does spiritualism uh affect your songwriting i'd say it affects it quite a lot yeah um it's definitely something that i want to put into the music um so i try and like like you know i'll watch stuff online or read books and stuff um and yeah i'm always trying to find like little bits to steal for lyrics and stuff um like that song ultra sensual bliss on king kiang is from uh this book called autobiography of a yogi which is like a book about hinduism um yeah, there's loads. Like I've I've stolen loads. Um, but it's mainly like spiritual, you know, like little lines in books and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like maybe steal it isn't the right word, but you know, trying to like take something and like reshape, like re repurpose it or something. But mm. um, <clears throat> I like I like doing that kind of thing where it's like like with the ultra sensual birth rights. It's, it sort of sounds like it's meant to be like a sexy song title, but um, it's actually from this like book about, yeah, like ancient Hinduism or whatever. Yeah. Do um, you think they're, they're more connected than we think? Like people think of ancient Hinduism as kind of, you know, not sexy, but that yeah. is. It's a strange one. Yeah. I think... Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's sexy, but um, yeah, that's it's obviously quite a weird thing with like religion and like sex is that they're not really mm. um, well connected. Although, like Hinduism, maybe one of the more open ones. I don't know. I don't. Actually, I'm not like an authority on this either. But, um, yeah, I feel like it's nice to be able to join those two things and maybe talk about like sex as like a religious in like a religious way and like uh, it just makes it I guess uh, I don't know like wholesome isn't the word but yeah you can you, like sex could definitely be like a spiritual sort of thing with you know with the right person or whatever um, so yeah it's just I think I just find it interesting to try and like join the two in those sort of like double needed sort of vibes you know I just like yeah it's just something fun that I like to do mm. um, but yeah I don't know it's it's a hard one to talk about like religion and sex and stuff like I'm not actually I don't like belong to any sort of religion so I couldn't like speak about that whole thing you know but, yeah you know. But I, mean, I get the I get the idea of like you know when people say like oh we don't have sex till, till marriage or something and all that kind of thing. But 
I think it carries some sort of like spiritual purpose. Um, but yeah, I read this book by this woman called Camille Pallier once, who says that like that's like the, that's like the one thing that religion has got wrong, like not like allowing like sex to be a part of like that because it's such a obviously like normal natural part of life sort of thing and I guess like religion tries to um, sort of deny it a little bit or something but uh, yeah maybe with good reason I don't know but yeah, I guess it's about balance and stuff yeah what do you think the the interest in spiritualism came from for you um well i was raised very atheist um you know i was the kind of guy that would be like arguing about the existence of god and all this kind of stuff you know i thought i was super smart um but i read um this book called the dharma bums i'm sorry by jack kerouac Mm. um i don't know if you know kerouac i've heard of him i haven't read yeah um so yeah he's like he's still sort of like my favorite guy to read um but yeah he's, he's like he's from um he's from like massachusetts somewhere and like obviously sort of grew up in new york and stuff um but got really into like buddhism and stuff like in the 50s before it was like super like hippie you know, like the hippie 60s sort of thing it was like it was like he sort of like inspired that a little bit I think. um and he was he was like raised catholic but got really into buddhism uh, and like was really interested in loads of different religions and stuff you know um so it was sort of through reading him really that i found like an appreciation for it because he would write about it all like really beautifully um yeah, it just started to seem to be like a nicer way to sort of like look at life and stuff, you know, rather than like, I don't know, I looked through when I was like a teenager and stuff, I was quite like angsty and like, you mm. know, maybe a bit, maybe a bit like obsessed with like politics and all this kind of stuff, um, which I think is good, but I think I like burnt myself out a little bit on it. Um, and yeah, I remember we had an election in the UK for our prime minister. Uh, and there was this guy, Jeremy Corbyn, who was like mm. super like socialist guy, you know, like very like left wing and like everyone was super excited about him. And there was this big election and he lost and I was so upset and I was stuff. I was like, oh my God, if, like the country's doomed and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I just realized that I was like, letting it have way too much of an effect like on like how I felt and stuff you know like whether this random guy that I don't actually know like wins an election or not yeah um and then yeah around that time I sort of started getting into like the spirituality stuff and like just yeah it seems like a nicer way to like a nicer lens to look at life through than being like super pissed off all the time I guess yeah yeah yeah, I definitely relate to that with, like, you know, in as being a a teenager who probably gets like too worked up into things sometimes, you know. 
Yeah, I think that's good as a teenager, though. Like, yeah. you have to have some, like, you have to be a bit, like, crazy, I think, when you're a teenager, you know, like, yeah, you have to, like, be very emotional and, like, feel things as much as you can and stuff. So, yeah, I don't, like, I don't regret that, but I think, yeah, I just got to a point where when I was, like, maybe 21 or something, I was, like, I was, like, I need to chill. Like, you know, so, you know, like, when you find yourself, like, arguing with your grandparents about politics and stuff, it's, like, mm. this probably isn't the best thing to be, like, super passionate about. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, it's, it's it's obviously really important, but I just feel like there's a lot of potential for it to be uh, like more divisive than like bringing people together. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and spirituality sort of removes all of that in a way. If you know. um, so yeah, I think we. We have these like leaders and then it's like choose a team and stuff you know and it just ends up being this like big especially like with it like twitter or whatever you know like, online it's just like it's just constant like arguments and you know it's quite a lot really i don't think it's very good for like people's mental health so. yeah um, so yeah that's kind of why i sort of i still get a little bit of, like i'll talk about politics with my friends but something i choose to not really like engage in online because it's uh yeah it's just a bit too crazy so yeah. yeah um what's what's the importance of uh of um to you oh yeah well it's obviously just a quite a beautiful word mm -hmm. um and like it's obviously the, the uh it's it's i guess it's meant to be i think there's a few definitions for it but the one that i remember reading and liking was uh, like the sound of the universe so it's like you know they're like oh it's like the sound of the universe kind of thing um and i just i just thought it was really nice and I, I, around that time i was reading like these few different books about like hindu stuff and like um obviously it's i think it's used in buddhism a little bit as well um but the symbol is just beautiful as well i don't know it's just like it is it's sort of like the the beginning like it's like i don't know i don't know how to explain it but i think i guess it's just like everything in one you know mm. it's like yeah i don't know i just really like i got a bit obsessed with it um but then yeah the kinky arm is like i guess that was another one of my like silly jokes about if arm is the sound of the universe then like if like a like kinky arm would be like like sexy noises or whatever, you know, like mm. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a bit of a stretch, but I also I thought it just sounded good, like the kinky arm thing, you know. Um, and I was reading a, I was reading this really beautiful book about uh, the Hindus and stuff. Yeah, so I was I don't know. Yeah, kind of. I just kind of like I think I like wrote it down one day and then it just stuck. Um, but I had the I had the idea to call the album that for quite a while. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like it's not really mine. I just learned about it, you know, and like was really interested in the and thought that religion was really beautiful. So 
it's kind of like I guess it was sort of like paying homage to that like part of my life where I was like really into that thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the the idea of sort of trying to get into Hindu I like ideas and philosophies while being like a Western guy that has never really been exposed to it, sort of thing. But um, finds it super interesting and beautiful and stuff. So. Yeah, that was kind of the idea for the album, is to give like a Western perspective on that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's kind of like it's serious, um, but it's also like you said, like kind of a you, you know not too serious. Yeah, like I like to talk about serious things, but you can do it in like a nice way. Mm. Um, I mean, that, like the the song on there is all breathing like a baby. Um, is actually a Jack Kerouac line as well. Uh, and he basically wrote his own version of like the story of the Buddha. Um, so I don't know if you know it, but he was like, the Buddha was like a prince and stuff. And mm. ends up leaving the castle and then like comes enlightened and stuff. You know, like his whole story. But Kerouac like wrote a story of it and he uses breathing like a baby as like a way to describe like meditating. Uh, you know, like sitting there breathing really like peacefully and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's like <clears throat> a whole thing about like meditation and all, and all that kind of stuff. But like, obviously, Ray Sean Jones like rapping on it and stuff. You know, he has like a really his rap sort of like gets the idea of a song, I guess. But um, yeah, it's like a fun way to sing about that kind of stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask um, how how like rap is a part of your, you know, I, you know, you you have you feature you know rappers on your songs, um, oh. and I, I just listened to the song uh, uh, "Lime Street to Houston," and yeah, yeah, yeah. that I, like I I thought it was really cool how it. <laughs> It just it mixed a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I <clears throat> I grew up like the first the first music that I loved was like rap music, you know, like Eminem and Fifty Cent and stuff. Um, so that yeah, before I became like a sort of like indie kid or whatever, you know, I would just listen to rap music all the time. Um, and then I guess I like there's so much good like noughties rap like. Early, early two thousands like R and B and like you know all that sort of sound is that like, I absolutely love it. I, I've just yeah always been really into rap music. Um, and then obviously like I found like Mad Villain, you know, like MF Doom and stuff when I was like eighteen and like that's just a whole other world. So yeah, I've always loved it, um, and. So yeah, I've tried to like incorporate like rappers that I like into like the music and stuff as well. So it's really fun as well. Like if you, <clears throat> some songs you just know, like this, I don't know, some, some songs just fit raps more than they say they fit like singing or something. Mm. Um, so it's nice when you get that opportunity to like ask someone to like put some raps on a song and stuff, yeah. 
because I think it's really nice. I really enjoy it. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try and do more of that, I think. Yeah. Have you ever thought of rapping on a, on a song? No, no <laughs> way. <laughs> no, I can't rap, man. Yeah. I can't rap. <laughs> I, I actually, there's a few, like, you know El Sweatshirt? Yeah. Yeah, so his album, some rap songs, is like, I probably know more words to that album. Like, I could probably sing along or, like, rap along to that album more than, like, any other album that I know that's bad. But, mm. um, yeah, I just wouldn't ever do it. It'd be too, it'd be too lame, I think. Mm. But there's so many people that put, like, you know, it's their craft and it's their art and it's what they do. So I'd rather get someone that's actually good at rapping to rap on the songs, I think, than, uh, than to try it myself. So, yeah, don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so I wanted to ask about Liverpool. Um, what What's the city like? And... Do you ever feel pressure to move to London? Yeah, there is that pressure. Um, but I, I don't think I'll go to London, to be honest. Um, it's too crazy. Um, yeah, so have you ever been? I've been to, I went to the UK once and I, I went to London and Edinburgh. Okay, yeah. Edinburgh is really cool, actually. I like it. Yeah. But yeah, London, I like going down to London for like, you know, maybe a day or two and like and playing shows down there is always really fun. Yeah. Um, but it's just a bit too crazy for me. Liverpool is much more, it's a lot smaller than London. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's the kind of place where like in Liverpool, you can walk from one end of town to like the other in like an hour max. Whereas like London's like three cities like just all like smashed in together. It's like it's like ridiculously huge. Yeah. Um, like so I played in London in December and I have some friends there and stuff. And some friends like it took some of my friends like an hour to get to the venue. Mm. Um, it's like but they live in London. It's like it shouldn't uh -huh. take you an hour, it shouldn't take you an hour to get somewhere in your own city, sort of thing. Yeah. Um yeah, so Liverpool's nice. It's, I live like South Liverpool, which is very like um, got a really nice park here, Sefton Park, uh, and it's on the water as well. It's like docks and stuff. You know, it's like quite historical sort of like docking town and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really nice. Like the people are super friendly and funny, um, and yeah it's just good like obviously good music history with like the beatles and uh bands like the coral as well and zootons and stuff uh, yeah there's like a really good musical history and like the, the scene the music scene at the minute is really really good as well um so yeah i kind of have no reason to leave you know? uh, have lots of good friends here uh, the pubs are good. The, the beer is cheap uh, compared to London. Uh, so yeah, it's really good. I love it. I can't really see myself moving away anytime soon. So yeah, it's a good place. Yeah. Good.
things starting to open. Yeah, yeah, they opened sort of around like May or June, I think June maybe last year. Um, and then since then, it's been like you know, like masks inside and stuff and uh, all that kind of thing. But I think we've actually just like dropped all that as well. So I think I think it's like no restrictions anymore here. Um, which is nice to be honest. Like it's, um, you can tell that the, the mood over here is like shifted on it. You know, like um, I don't think. Yeah, everyone, everyone thought we were gonna like lock down for like January and stuff, but it never happened. So, um, yeah, I think everyone's feeling a lot more comfortable. Um, you know, being out and going to restaurants and stuff like that. Like it's, it seems quite chill now. Yeah, um, which is good. It's nice. So, yeah, yeah. What about where you are? Where Where are you again? In uh, Philadelphia. And oh yeah. So how how is it there? Yeah, I mean, it's things are pretty much you know open. Um, although, like when you look at the news, like the seems like case rates are high. Um, but yeah, I mean. I, I kind of feel like like we've we've reached a point where we're just gonna have to live with it to some extent. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I think if you look if you look like in the real world, like I don't know when I go out, um, say I go in the park or like to a restaurant or like a bar or something, you know, it doesn't seem like anyone's super terrified anymore and stuff. You know, it's like. So yeah, I think that's another. Yeah, I think yeah, it seems okay, lot. Yeah, we're definitely just gonna have to live with it and stuff. So, um, I'm glad that our English government has sort of taken that like idea as well. You know, mm. um, although I mean I hate them, but yeah, at least they're like not trying to keep us from seeing our friends and family anymore and stuff you know, as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully it stays that way. Mm. Um, and then my last question is uh, just to to bring things full circle. Um, you know, as a as a seventeen year old, what um, what advice would you give to like your your seventeen year old self? Ooh, um, what was I doing when I was seventeen? getting high um oh man i don't know it's hard maybe i would probably say practice more on guitar mm. um lift some weights stop eating mcdonald's stop smoking weed every day i don't know i'd probably go back and be quite a hard ass on my 17 year old self to be honest yeah, um, I don't know if that's really advice. I'd just like <laughs> grab it and like you know be like you need to. You know. um, but yeah, I would say just uh, guess keep being open, creative, and keep trying to do what you want to do. I guess. Yeah. Um, what do you? What is it that you do? Do you? Are you in music? I mean, I love listening to music, and I play the drums a little bit, but 
it's not it's not really you know like my thing yeah it's not like a big part of your life or anything yeah that's fair yeah, yeah. But i do um, like i really like um like writing and and uh movies and stuff right okay well is that what you want to you want to be like a filmmaker or something i mean i i really don't know at this point but okay that's fine i, I mean it would it would yeah like something with that or even just like uh like being a journalist would be cool something with right oh yeah 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 sick okay yeah i mean that's like i i sort of when i was 17 i definitely knew that i wanted to do music and Mm. i sort of just kept at that like you know um, so i guess at least i had that to like you know i was always sort of looking forward with music and stuff um but yeah maybe i would say just like keep yourself keep open if i was talking to my own 17 year old self or whatever um yeah be like open to opportunities and uh, you know just be persistent and persevere and stuff yeah yeah it'd be interesting to meet that guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah so yeah i don't know not really advice but um yeah, definitely stop smoking weed and stop eating McDonald's. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's good. That's as good advice as any. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I probably wouldn't have listened though at the time. Mm. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably not not a huge audience listening to this, but if you want to plug any, uh, yes. you know, shows, I'll plug. music. Um, Eternal Slowdown and Kinky Arm on all streaming platforms and I have a EP coming out on the 23rd of February um, where I am attempting to go country Um, so I'm doing like a little country folk vibe Um, so yeah check it check it out maybe it's kind of weird but yeah it's nice um so yeah 23rd of february that is coming up i mean i'll i'll definitely check that out yeah let me know what you think man (laughs) it'll be good fun